Hi everyone, it's Roger James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about what the potential issues could be for Disney Plus if they decided to change their password system to what Netflix has been kind of um, bringing out this past week. We're also going to be talking about Disney licensing out content to um, other platforms. Talking about some of the new um, news from the week, including Visions, Hitmonkey, Ho-Host, and we'll be talking about what we've been watching on Disney Plus recently. Um, but before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms, find us on the social medias, etc. And obviously, this is where you can bookmark us over at What's on Disney Plus. So uh, let's jump into it. So there's been a lot of noise this week with password sharing. Um, Netflix has um, reportedly they put up on their website a whole list of new rules that they were bringing in. Now I want to say this. They've since all this kind of, I would say, as the um, something hit the fan, um, they've kind of come out and said, "Oh no, no, we didn't mean to put the web. The website was for another country in Latin America. It wasn't for the rep for the US." I mean, <clears throat> I think it's called cool. it, um, just backpedaling as fast as they possibly can. So the thing that they were going to be bringing in was every thirty days you were going to need to sign in. Um, you was which I don't, I, I don't think that was a, a massive problem. Um, one of the other big issues was. Um, if you were going to go on, a, it was going to be basically connected to your, your like your Wi-Fi, to your home Wi-Fi, to your IP address, etc. And if you were going to be leaving that, you needed to get like a, a pin code to allow you to have access for like seven days, which is not good for traveling. Certainly wouldn't be good for those of us here in Europe where we get six to seven weeks annual vacation a year. And we do go away for more than seven days. And Americans don't have that. But, you know, that's kind of quite normal here to go away for two weeks. Um, that was one issue. There was another big issue of like students and if you've got two homes and basically having a full clamp. Now, they've said that they want to do a lot of clamping down on passwords, which I understand from their point of view, from the business point of view. They were probably a little bit too lax, you know, in some ways. They kind of got us used to it too early. Um, and let's all be honest, probably most of us um, have either using somebody's account or letting somebody else use our account, um, you know, at because essentially that's what's been the kind of the norm it's been the norm even there you know they tweeted like six seven years ago oh we love sharing passwords now that tweet is kind of coming back to bite because it's been retweeted so many times this week um now the question is really is um we're going to talk a little bit now about what that what this could mean for disney plus but ultimately what did you think of the kind of all this fuffle that was going on um well, I canceled my Netflix account. So, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, I didn't even share my my account with anybody. It was literally yeah. just my account. There was nobody yeah. on it. Um, yeah, I think for like thirteen or fourteen years, there hasn't been yeah. anybody else on the account except me. But it's indicative of bigger issues at Netflix. And obviously, we've we've had some things coming up in the past year or so, just in general, yeah. where you know. Uh, people have talked more about how they they can't keep a, a television series going for more than three seasons often less than that uh and people kind of wising up to well i shouldn't get attached to any netflix shows and stuff and this for me was the final straw it's like this is a company that is kind of they're not struggling because they're still they're still making decent money but the in the modern um stock market economy things like that it's not good enough to just make money you have to make more money every single quarter this is something that comes up with disney quite frequently as well and it's just like i'm not playing this game anymore i there's there's so many services out there right now there's so much content that's worth if i miss like one or two shows on netflix i'm like i really would have liked to see that show it doesn't matter there's there's content on other platforms that i'll watch instead mm -hmm. and, and that's true for any of the platforms if i suddenly dropped even Disney Plus right now, just like, yeah, I'm not getting the Mandalorian anymore, but you know, I'm, I'm watching this over on um, Paramount Plus or or one of the other or Hulu or something like that. Uh, there's just so much good content, not just video, but reading, uh, video games, etc. Cutting myself up from one one source of the content really doesn't mean much. And I was just like, nah, it's time. Netflix has. They, they still have good content. They still got things like Stranger Things and uh, um, Squid Games and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I've, st I've still got Netflix. I'll be honest. If my wife 
wasn't watching stuff on it, I would get rid of it. I don't find I'd probably just jump in and out for a month or two, like when something big hits, like Stranger Things or The Crown or something. But generally, I don't watch a lot on Netflix. Um, actually, this past week, um, I've ended up canceling Xbox Game Pass because I sat there. And, I don't think I've actually fired my Xbox up for two months. Um, so I and I've been playing PlayStation Plus because I did a year, and I ended up just kind of like chucking in EA Access for like nineteen quid to get access to like the Madden games and the sports games that I like to play. And I, and I was like, well, it makes like, there's no point having both because I'm just not using them. So I got to that one. Um, Amazon Prime, I'm very close to um, like now with the holidays over. I'm not really having stuff delivered. We started watching The Rig, but that's the first thing I've watched on there probably since the Top Gear show. That's um, I just don't watch enough on there. So I'm thinking, so as far as Netflix goes, I'm on like the, the next... Uh, basic tier i mean it's literally the ad tiers that you know we're still i'm still watching an sd it's like six quid a month or whatever it is um because i just like i don't watch enough on it to make it worth it and this whole thing with the sharing password situation for me is more of um if they're trying i feel like this whole thing of them backtracking with like say oh it was a mistake and we were like well, you really let like the amount of bad publicity that you have had from this thing and there was a whole host of stuff here technical wise where you just kind of question, what are you doing? Like, I, under I understand letting you log in every 30 days. If you want to, like, weasel out people using fake, you know, because you can, you know, go onto the dark web and, you know, if you're always, you've got your, you know, your ex-cousins or your ex-girlfriend's dad's cousin that's still using the account, you know, maybe after 30 days it, like, logs them off because you've forgotten all about it. And then they've got a message, you got the password. No, get off. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I, I get that. Um, being on a different IP address, it's like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. This doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, you might not even have a standard IP address. You might be using 5G at home. You might not even have home internet. So your internet address is going to change frequently. You could be using a VPN and you could be using a VPN for security issues or things, not necessarily, you know, for anything funny. And it's like, you know, you, there's a host of different things. You might be on your phone here and you're on the bus and then you're on 4G or you've gone to your friend, your friends or your, your, maybe your parents have split up and you've gone over. And it was a little bit like, whoa, this is really going in just like too much. You've, I, under, I, I think cutting back a little bit on prompting people for codes and stuff regularly and um, having maybe a 30-day or a 45-day clocking and out on some devices i don't think that's a problem but they just these rules i mean i think they've definitely i think they've been backtracking and saying it's a mistake and they didn't well you've been doing this in other countries and you've got you basically people have reacted really badly to it i wonder if this is the same situation that we saw with wizards of the coast recently the makers of dungeons and dragons uh which some people may be familiar with where that had a lot of backlash where they changed some of the rules i'm not I've got no clear idea. On, I'm not clear on the specifics. I just know there was a big thing. They changed some rules about creator content, um, people making videos and people making their own, um, mm. what do they call them, modules for the game, things like that. And uh, it got leaked, quote unquote. Uh, and the backlash was immense, just like it was here with Netflix. And then and then they're like, oh, we, we modified it. We took your advice and we gave you this other one uh, now. And, and it's still like, no, this is still terrible. It's not as terrible, but it's still terrible. And as far as I know, they've walked it back completely. And actually, it's less restrictive than it was when they first started because the backlash was just so bad. Mm. And this is a corporate tactic that you see every once in a while where they're like, he, uh, we accidentally let you see the really bad one so that when we release the less bad one, you're like, well, at least it's not the really, really bad one. And this does work a lot of the time. But I think consumers are wising up to it a lot more than they used to be. Yeah, I feel like with this stuff as well as there was a lot of issues with the, the these rules where you almost could see like this was an inconvenience to a subscriber, not mm -hmm. even just um, the fact of it. You know, it's like oh, you know, Uncle Bob's using your account or something like that. It was like no, this is gonna, you know, like if you're a kid, I like that. It's like going to college, you know. The, in one way, it's like you are an adult, you've gone off to college and you are now living in another, you've moved out. And I know a lot of people are like, no, they're still at home. Like, well, no, you're an adult and you've moved out of the house. So I can see from like the idea of going, well, no, they technically should have their own account because they're they're an adult and 
you know, in their own name and they're not living at home anymore. It's like, okay. And then you've got the, maybe the example of, you know, you've got kids and they go in between the mum and dad or the mum and mum or whatever. And you can kind of go, well, each account, each household should maybe could have its own account. But if the kids going over, it's like, you know, they're still part. It's like, but we're really getting, getting into like real, like, is this really what you want to be doing? You really mm-hmm. want to be focusing on this? This isn't where you want to be focusing. You want to be focusing on people selling off accounts on lots of different um, platforms. Maybe limit, if you want to really start limiting it, maybe let's start limiting the amount of simultaneous logins at once. You know, that could be a way of doing it instead of having like seven or eight on the little, on the, I think that's because we're on a really small plan, so we don't have as many. You know, that might be an issue, you know, if, if it's like, I, I get where they were coming from, but some of this was really impending on like what I would call family life, where it was like, this is just an inconvenience to the customer and you're going to just annoy them with these rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for like making, like I said, I could quite happily, you know, if, if every month or two months, my device said, are you still logged in on this? Okay, I, I can live with that. Um, but I think, you know, and the idea of maybe trying to get people out in some way, trying to get people out of this idea that password sharing is acceptable because it's kind of like this like weird thing like oh yeah it's perfectly fine well it's it's not hurting anyone well it's 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 hurting the businesses in terms of doing it but they've kind of got a there's a line and i feel like this one really kind of went way over the top now since we actually since i put this on the kind of the agenda for this week's episode there's as i said they've pulled it back now originally what i kind of want to say is how could this impact on disney plus um and my view on this was like if this worked this would Disney and other streaming services would then start to look at it. And that was my key worry was Disney might be looking at this now going, uh, we're going to just maybe stay away from this for a time being, because this is a little bit of a hot potato. But if some of this aspects worked, it could drastically impact on all streaming services. Absolutely. Uh, There's no question that there were a lot of companies, Disney included, that were watching Netflix and going, all right, let's see how this plays out. And then, uh, you know, six months from now, nine months from now, well, uh, we've noticed that there's a lot of password sharing on Disney Plus. You're going to either have to upgrade to this tier that has uh, lets you have it three devices across you know, multiple households, or uh, we're going to implement something similar to what Netflix did. It, it, and we can see this in the past. Like, I would argue that ad tier is kind of similar to that. You know, a lot of the companies have, ha- have started implementing ad tiers to uh, the streaming packages. And then you could even go back with other industries too, where um, like Apple, they got rid of the headphone jack on the phones yeah. and all the other companies like, ha ha, look at that. No, no headphone jack on the apples. And, and then slowly, 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 they're taking them away too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the one company in this case, Netflix, that kind of gets the ball rolling, takes the brunt of the consumer, uh, you know, feedback and, um, and so on. And then other companies going, well, they're doing fine. Uh, we'll implement it now. And it's important to note also that it's not necessarily the social media feedback because people have kind of realized that a an outrage on Twitter doesn't necessarily uh, translate into outrage in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So the real question will be a few months from now, what does Netflix look like? Will they see a massive drop in subscribers or will it be there like a little dip and then just kind of levels out again? Because if that's what happens, uh, other companies are like, oh, okay, we could take a little tiny bit of a dip and then level out and we could still see this implemented. So so even though Twitter and Reddit and uh, all this are flipping even- out. Even I saw the amount of TikToks I've seen. And that's kind of like, that was when I was like going, hold on. There's like one, I think maybe because I watched one, the algorithm then switched to showing me hundreds of Netflix. Right. And it was like, uh, yeah, so I, I stopped. There was no more um, puppies for a while. It was now, um, yeah, um, Netflix stuff. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's very much that kind of thing of, it, it, the big thing of, you know, it's like, I mean, I look, you know, you know, you look at like your family and situation and stuff of like, um, you know, certain family members that use streaming services, if they didn't weren't using somebody else's account, they wouldn't even bother. They, they just wouldn't, they, you know, they wouldn't. Other ones, you know, I, I mean, I know my dad would be well and truly upset if I took away his Disney Plus because um, he watches he watches loads on it. Um, would they pay for it? I don't know. 
it's tricky because unless you know it's eight ten quid a month you know and obviously money is limited right now for most people and for a lot of people you know people are starting to cut corners and one of the things that people have been doing is you get disney plus i'll get paramount plus and we'll swap you know and you both you know that's been a common thing you, know, you get a family you know one does netflix one does amazon one does disney plus one does paramount plus and you all share it, it kind of makes sense financially you know if you've got a few people that i know the companies don't want you to do it but it's kind of becomes normal right and the companies definitely don't want you to do it because yet yeah, it's a valid point like i let's say i'm sharing my disney plus with my mom and my mom is sharing her netflix with me um Netflix and Disney Plus are not really getting much benefit out of that. The in the the them having to stream it to two different locations but only getting paid for one, you know, things like that. It's a very small thing, but it adds up at scale when yeah. you're talking about millions of people. Uh so I totally get where they're coming from with that. It, they want both my mom and myself to have the Disney Plus account. Mm. And if if that password stops working and it's only my account now, they're really not losing anything, even if yeah. my mom doesn't subscribe on her own, because now they don't have to stream to multiple locations, which is cost savings for them. But I think the go ahead. I was uh, I was gonna add the only side issues of that is the if you're on an ad tier. Mm -hmm. See, on the ad tier, it kind of shifts a little bit because if you're all watching. If you've got you both watching, they are making money off of both of you at this point with the ads because you're watching more and getting served more adverts. So there is a maybe a counter argument that the ad tier kind of benefits them to do this. I would suggest, though, that the ad tier more offsets their costs rather than generates profit uh, because the amount of money that you get per ad view. So one ad view, I watch an ad and that's it is not even calculable it's it's there's so many zeros in front of the one with a decimal in front of it that like me as an individual contributor on ads doesn't add up again it's at scale when you have millions of people doing it so i don't know if if uh you know someone who has my password is watching something even offsets the cost of streaming it to them mm -hmm. i would assume that they have that factored in and that it would but yeah, it's going to be such an infinitesimal difference between the two that I I doubt it really plays too much into it. But it is that is true. They do get some recouped if if we're both watching the ads. Um, I mean, one one thing I really hope that they don't ever do, and um, is two factor authentication for every time you fire up the app because I have to do this on a screener app. And it's, it's extremely, you know, you're going to put the password in, you're going to put the username, you're then going to get text and go go with a different number, get a thing, get it text you. And it and it's just, and you have to do it on your phone and you're going to link up to your, and it's just a pain in the butt. So I'm hope, I, I don't want us going down that line too much, but I'm, I don't think it's a problem to have, like I said, maybe every 30 to 60 days you get prompted to log in or you get asked for a code to log in. Because that way you can kind of wean wean out the people that have maybe sold the accounts, um, and maybe as well. I mean, there's a whole thing of like targeted, like going, well, okay, so this person is streaming here in like Lima and in Beijing and in Sydney at the same time. Something's a little bit off on this, but if you are within, you know, a city or it's, or, it's, or or it's always, and even then you might be like, you know, the computer could kind of go, well, it's always streaming from these two locations. These it's always from these two locations constantly, then you'd be like, okay, well, that's not showing up as a little bit funny. Um, yeah, it, it's it's always a bit tricky. It's always a little bit tricky, but I'm definitely thinking Disney will have no doubt will have watched this last week, laughed a little bit, and um been like, Yeah, we might not want to try that just yet. <laughs> well, I honestly, non-maliciously, I'm hoping they're laughing because that would be the good, like, ha ha, that let's not do that. And uh, as opposed to, um, you know, people in the, the C-suite or the, the corporate executives going, hmm, uh, yes, it's not going great, but let's see what it looks like six months from now and kind of calculating how they could save. If they're laughing, that's good. If they're not laughing, the rest of us should be a bit worried about it. And I've kind of got this feeling of view now of like, you know, Chapek sat in a chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just I mean... <laughs> 
You don't get to do it. You don't get to be a CEO without mastering your evil laugh. I don't yes. think, you know, and I, I have started watching Succession. So I've been really mm. I've been getting into and, and The Apprentice as well. So I've been having like a like a bit of one of those things. Right. So that's enough about passwords. Let's now talk about another thing. So Bloomberg last night did um, an article where they kind of reported that Disney are investigating and looking into licensing its content out. Um, they're in private talks nothing official we're hoping we might get a little bit of clarification maybe from disney next week and um, there's a quarterly investors call next week which will be the first time like bob's kind of going to go in front of uh, wall street and kind of go this is what we're doing this is what we're so it's been a bit quiet the last six eight weeks and it's kind of funny seeing the reaction to this because um the first react there were some like people were, like panicking about the fact of disney plus is closing <laughs> They're selling everything back to Netflix. It's like, no, that's not really <laughs> what that was. And it's, and then they're like, oh, they're going to take stuff off Disney Plus. Like, we don't know anything. And the simple thing is, Disney, the studios as a whole are looking right now at trying to make money from its content. They are, are the concept of going all in on streaming isn't profitable, and it's taking and it's you know they've essentially I would say the pandemic speeded things up like ten years. It just gave them a boost. And they've had a massive boost, and that's like, oh, it's not, you know, when we take Hocus Pocus 2 and put it straight onto Disney Plus, they didn't make any money. They might have made some subscriptions, but they would have, if they put it in cinemas, they would have made 30, 40, 50, 100 million dollars on it. And then if they sold it on Blu ray and 4K and rented it out, they would have made some money. Then if they licensed it to Netflix, they would have got some money. And if they licensed it to television networks and stuff, over the case of, six to ten years they would have made money off that film um i remember there's a great video with matt damon talking about how the they don't make a lot of comedies and stuff now because essentially all those extra markets have kind of dried up and so if it's not making money at the cinema that's the, kind of the end of it so apparently disney's new um like release schedule is packed with theatrical films we're going to be seeing a lot less streaming films because you know why not i mean it's like with I think like with a lot of like the Hulu ones and the, the Star Originals, it would make more sense just to put them in cinemas and make 10, 20 million on them and then put them on streaming. Um, so there's that aspect. So the idea of selling them on to, you know, HBO did this recently, the Warner Brothers have done it with selling, like taking Westworld off and putting it on to, I think it's Tubi or uh, Roku or something like that. And I think there's that worry of like people, to, you know, they're going to take off the Avengers and they're going to put it on to like Roku. It's like probably not going to take away the things that are really popular. And if they were to license stuff out, it might be non-exclusive. They might be able to go there and be on there. You know, they did a recent deal with Amazon where a load of shows, I suspect is, you know, like last week, they announced a new deal with a distribution company for releasing 20th century ABC Hollywood Street record stuff on DVD and, you know, and re it's like, yeah, they, they're getting back into the idea of going back to going back to some windows. They're trying to get some money in for films. Ultimately, I think for us, the consumer, it's better for us. To, if more movies are making more money, they will make more movies. If they stop making money, they will stop making, you know, and we're only going to end up with Avengers and Avatar movies. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so there's this kind of like, there was this like instant reaction. It's like, but, and this is the key thing. Disney are already doing this. Here, like literally before I came on, uh, we came on to record this, Fantastic Mr. Fox was ch showing on Channel 4. Um, on, on the BBC, they show like um, movies all the time. Some shows are airing, um, like uh, is it Modern Family? I know in Australia and in Italy as well. I heard some tweets this morning um, from followers, you know, talking about you know how shows air on their countries, but they're still on Disney Plus. And I think it's more just this idea of Disney and other studios of going, we're going to sell to if you want to like rent some stuff off of us, we're going to kind of let you have it for a bit. Um, what did you think of all this? I. Honestly, I think it's a bit overblown. I, I don't, it, this is just kind of standard business cycle kind of things. Disney in particular has always been susceptible to the, the grass is greener kind of issues. We've seen it plenty of times with them. We will see it plenty of times more uh, where they're like, all right. Uh, and not just them specifically. I think almost every major company that, that deals in content in some way has this at some point where it's, uh, oh man, we're losing so much money by licensing the stuff to Netflix. They're taking their X amount of cut, let's say 20%. I don't know what it really is, but yeah. let's, for the sake of argument, 20% uh, cut. 
we would get so much more money if we had our own platform and we put the stuff on there. And then, of course, you build the platform and like, oh, man, it's really expensive to run the platform. Let's see if maybe uh, let's divest some of the assets and see if Netflix wants some of our stuff or HBO Max wants some of our stuff. They have done this constantly. We've seen it with the video games, too. We're like, we're going to do everything in-house and you get like Disney Infinity and and so on. And like, oh, man, they we get all the benefit, but we also get all the risks. So now we're going to license it out to EA and we're going to license it out to these guys. And it, it's always constantly going on, which is why I'm just kind of like, oh, we're at this point of the, the phase yeah. now. Uh, and of course, the the other part of it, too, as you mentioned, is I don't think they'll be doing exclusive licenses. It's not going to be The Mandalorian is now on HBO Max and it's the only place to see it. If it ends up on another one, it'll be it's on Disney Plus. But we know you might not have Disney Plus. So we we licensed it out and Netflix will have it for a couple of months and you can watch it over there. Uh, we hope you enjoy your, your Netflix sub and they get their, their chunk of the money. The one thing I will argue is that um, when you're talking about these movies in particular, it, it's not that they're not making money on Disney Plus. It's just hard to tell what the money is that they're making because how do you translate – uh, me watching Hocus Pocus 2, how does that translate into money? Obviously, it's not $20 worth unless it is literally the only thing I watched that month on Disney+, Plus. in which case I paid whatever my subscription fee for mm -hmm. Disney+, Plus is. That's how much that made. But if I'm watching uh, six movies a month and I'm watching three television series, then the cost goes down per item, right? So how do you calculate that per person? Because everyone's going to have a different amount. Some people are watching two things. Some people are watching everything that's coming out. So what's the cost? And this is problematic. And it's much nicer to just go, well, we licensed it to Netflix and they paid us $500,000. That's $500,000 that we made, period, right? Yeah. Versus so on and so forth. But they, they have people who are much more well-versed in that than we are. And I'm sure they've got the numbers and they know what it mm. comes out to. I was just uh, to add on that because, um, like, one thing that's very noticeable is um, when they relate, obviously release a film, um, and then it gets put in cinemas, and then it comes to streaming later. Quite often, when you actually look at the minutes watched on like the Nielsen chart, it's still very high. You know, like Wakanda Forever this week was to probably be the number one film of the week. Um, the the menu recently debuted on HBO Max in the US. I think it was the third most popular film of the week. You know, they're still, it might not be as, it might be a little bit less, you know, I think like Turning Red or something like that was like 250, it was, was a lot. But in reality, had it gone to cinemas, would it, how much less does it come down? Because I think they're finding that as well as like a cinema, cinema release on Disney Plus is pulling in almost the same amount of minutes. So it's not actually essentially at that point really making a huge difference even more because it's like well the same amount of people are watching it and it's, we've made this amount of money over here yeah. and it's yeah we've, we've got the people who pay for tickets and we've got the people who stream it and we get to have both of our cakes and eat both of them to to butcher that particular one um we see this also you mentioned game pass for xbox recently yeah. i'm assuming it's also true for sony though they haven't talked about it a lot of the games that come onto game pass end up seeing a commercial increase as well because you would think that's the opposite i can play it on game pass i don't have to buy the game but what has happened for a lot of developers is we put it on game pass which creates word of mouth which creates people wanting to go out to get it or support it in some way and so they're getting the game pass money and then they're also getting people buying the product who might not have otherwise because they didn't know it's out obviously we're talking more like indie developers than the big triple a's but uh, same idea yeah. And also quite interesting with that recently that there's been a lot of issues with the live the, following the Fortnite model of this live say you know the Avengers game recently has been announced to be closed there where they were chasing that model to try and make money and it doesn't work um and it's kind of this weird thing of like they're all every every business has been you know there's these disruptions that come through and change the rules but when everyone follows those rules it just doesn't work the same way and I feel streaming you know, we've seen it with Warner Brothers. They they're making it. I think Paramount are going to be doing the same. The Netflix model alone is not a winner, and I think they were following that as like that's the only way of doing it. It's like now we're really starting to see more of a hybrid. I think we're going to see more theatrical releases. We're going to see film. I think they're going to take a little bit longer to get to Disney Plus. I think they're going to stay in cinemas longer. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they followed the Comcast route of having 
um, digital release for a couple of weeks. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we saw that with like Avatar being a big one of just like, yeah, we're going to put it out here for like a, a month or two and then bring it to, because you got to remember way back before the pandemic, we were looking between six and nine months from a cinema release to Disney Plus. So even if it arrived at, 30 to, at 90 days or 120 days, it's still far faster than it was before. But I think 45 days, I, I don't think that's going to carry on much longer. Yeah, we've talked about it in the past. And with things kind of going back to pre-COVID levels, at least in the States, we're not going to debate whether they should be or not. But uh, with, with things kind of returning back to that, I could see them extending that window out again. But will it go to nine months? Probably not. I think yeah. 180 might be the max. Uh, but uh, keeping on that mind and kind of shifting just a little yeah. bit here, the one other thing to keep in mind with this is, you know, we're talking about put the movies in theaters and then on that presumes that every movie will make a profit at theaters. And that's not true, especially when we're talking about the smaller ones, because it does seem like consumer confidence in the non huge ones. So not Avatar, not yeah. uh, Black Panther and, and so on. Uh, just isn't there so if they had released let's say the menu in theater uh well they did but yeah it didn't it didn't do massively well in theaters the the agatha christie um movie did not do well in theaters and it will be a while before consumers are willing to go back to the theaters for these smaller releases and it's it's weird saying smaller is it there was a lot of star power in those movies they're not exactly cheap movies they're not exactly yeah. like art house indies so but i'm just they're gonna, not the avengers <laughs> i'm just gonna drop in here so just for example the menu mm. so this film worldwide brought in just under 80 million dollars in the u.s it's 38 million and domestic and international it was 40 so 80 million dollars with an, an opening of uh nine million um so i just want to just see that i don't think um Let's see what 30 million was the budget. Yeah. So the, so that movie essentially is made um probably 20 to 30 million because you'd normally double it, don't you, for um like with the box office cut because they the cinemas take a cut as well. Like everyone um, takes yeah. a cut, yeah. So they they made a month, they made probably 10 to 20, 30 million dollars on the menu just on box office alone, and that instantly then. That movie is a financially a massive success because it's brought back, you know, it's in terms of the budget to what it's, you know, it's not like Avatar, where it was like 200, 300 billion or 200, 300 million. So the budget, so there has to take much more to make it, you know, these smaller films with smaller budgets, because $30 million is not a huge budget. I think, I think if I remember rightly, like Togo or something like that was, I'm just, I think Togo was around the same. Um, so Togo's budget was 40 million. So, so yeah, Togo was $10 million more and I never made a penny at the box office. Right. Cause it was never released. Yeah. But again, this is a question of scale. So for you and I, $10 million is huge. I mean, I would, I $10. would retire. $10. Uh, $10 is huge. Yeah. $10 million. If My I wife had... came home the other day because I found a tenner. I mean, yeah, $10 is a big deal. But we're we're talking about companies that deal with billions yeah. and billions of dollars. So I'm not going to take that away from the menu. It, it I'm actually not willing to say it made a profit on it because there's a lot of expenses that don't get covered in the budget, uh, particularly marketing. It probably made a profit. Um, it might not have. Yeah. Still, it also depends on how you cook the books as well yeah. as we've seen plenty of times in the past. But. 10 million to Disney versus 10 million to yeah, any of the other companies, not any of them, but many of the other studios is like, it's a bit of a difference. And they're going to be looking at that too. Of Yeah, it made profit, but is it worth continuing to make these movies and putting them in theaters when we could be making like Avatar money and getting those yeah. in theaters? It, I also kind of look at it more like, you know, in some way it's, if you put out 10 movies, you've got 10 chances of making, you know, because you can easily make a big blockbuster like John Carter and, or, you know, and it's like, yeah. ah, <laughs> at which point you could have released 10 smaller films for the same amount of money. So, and I, and I love the fact now that Disney have 
like Searchlight in there with 20th Century to kind of give us some different kind of movies. And I love that. I, some of the best films I've watched recently have been from them. Um, Disney kind of got out of the habit of releasing a lot of smaller films in cinemas. Something like Rise is a prime example. Um, you know, that could have, it wouldn't have made a lot at the box office, but it could have done something. It could have at least crawled back. And it, then when it arrived on Disney Plus, would have been seen. It, the trouble is we kind of have this weird fascination now where it's like, if it doesn't make money at the box office, it's, it's awful and it's a dud and it's a bomb and therefore we shouldn't watch it. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean it's not good. It's just be, people didn't go see it. Right. And that's that's the difference between, say, the creative and consumer mentality and the business mentality. Mm. Because you can make one of the greatest movies of all time, but if it doesn't make money at the box office, they're going to assume that it's bad. And this is why we, we hear conversations about, like, oh, um, Westerns don't make money anymore. It's because, like, you, you have westerns that make a ton of money and then of course they there are copycats and you know quick turnarounds and they stop making money and this is and that's one of the things and you can do this with any genre you know the the consistent talk about superhero fatigue is well they keep making superhero movies and not just disney but uh hbo and then other companies mm -hmm. also make make them as well and like Oh, well, you know, eventually consumers are going to get tired of it. And it doesn't matter if the quality is good. They're just not going to watch Super. And it's like, no, that doesn't really bear out. But the business sense and the creative sense are two different things. Yes, it's all going to be interesting how all this moves on, uh, but we'd love to know what you think of all of this. Um, let us know in the comments below. Get in touch with us on social media. We're just going to jump into some um, quick bits of news but for regarding Disney+. Plus. Um, so this past week, they announced that Star Wars Visions Volume 2 will be dropping onto Disney+, Plus on Star Wars Day on May the 4th, which is a Thursday. Nine new shorts. going to be a little bit different this time around because they're from studios around the world. So we've got um, Spain, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan, South Africa, Chile. You've also got the United States. I just love the fact that Ardman is making one. So I can't wait for Wallace and Gromit, you know, with the lightsabers and stuff. So Honestly, that sounds amazing. I would yeah, love to watch yeah. that. I, 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 like I said, I'd love them to do some like little references to cheese. You have some Wednesdaydale or something like that in there. Um, or he puts the wrong drivers on or something like that. Um, yeah, just Darth Vader with wrong drivers on. Um, but it's it's... Yeah, I thought this was interesting. It's good that they've kind of got it out there. It's kind of set, in some ways, it's set the expectation, I think, for Star Wars Day a little bit now, because we might get an Andor making of or a Mandalorian making of, but this is pretty much it for Star Wars Day, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, they, they might have another small thing or two. They, they've kind of run out of things like, oh, you've been waiting for the release of this and now yeah. we're bringing it. They, they might release some other pieces of the holiday special because right now there's only a little bit. But honestly, um, I don't think anyone would be too super excited except mm -hmm. as a, like a meme for it. Um, but I'm glad that they expanded this out to the rest of the world as well. As much fun as it was to have the anime uh, with Vision Season 1, uh, it, it'll be nice to have a different array of perspectives this is what we talked about that time was you know let people bring their own influence into the story and see how it changes and see you know what the differences are and frankly i find it fascinating so i'm really looking forward to seeing these yeah it should be a lot of fun i think just to have a completely different take and in some ways what visions doesn't have to be just anime i mean i would like them to do something with anime. you know they've, they've been picking up a lot of anime shows um recently in japan but yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more variety, a little bit more spice. You know, make visions a little bit different. Um, I think it's good. Um, I definitely feel Star Wars celebrations coming up for Easter. Um, I suspect we'll find out a little bit more about this one here. I think it sets the tone. You know, Ahsoka's not going to be coming that day because the Mandalorian would have only just ended. Um, yeah, so this, I think this is, I think this is kind of quite a good way of kind of getting this out there and being just sort of. I would almost say like setting this, um, the mark there of what to expect because fan the trouble is with Star Wars Day is the fans love it more than Disney Lucasfilm <laughs> do. They they kind of like oh, we'll release some some merch and we'll put some bits on there, but we we don't really plan our entire you know the only time we released a movie around this one it didn't work. Um, was it Star Wars Day? Was, but again, uh, was this solo actually, was yeah, yeah. It was solo. But this again goes back to that conversation we were we were just having, where it's like, oh, Solo did terrible. Nobody wants these movies. It's like, 
Yeah, well, you marketed it terribly. No one knew what the movie was about. And it's literally only five months after, uh, I think it was Last Jedi, yeah. which was, I let's think. just say controversial. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's just say controversial, uh, rather than going into a, another rant about that yeah. bloody movie. <laughs> um, and, and of course, corporate just sees the, oh, Solo didn't hit our projections. And they, they don't really understand the why. Mm. So... Yeah, they look at it, um, we launched this movie on Star Wars Day and it just, it didn't go, so let's not do that again, rather than going, well, there were a lot of factors involved and maybe it wasn't that it was in May, but these other things. Um, also, I would suspect over the last couple of years, obviously, we've had the COVID pandemic, so hmm. uh, the merchandise sales, which is normally what drives um, May, May the 5th and, and so on, or May the May the 4th, sorry. Yeah, Revenge um, of the 5th. Yeah, Revenge of the 5th, sorry. Uh, uh, I'll turn in my Star Wars life. Um, May the 4th. The the merchandise sales have obviously been down, and that's really what drives Disney, of course, mm. is merchandise. Uh, yes. as, as Yogurt would have said, merchandise. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. It should be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we find a little bit... I'm going to be at Star Wars Celebration because it's here in the UK, so I've got my ticket, so I'm I'm ready to roll. So it should be should be a lot of fun with the Mandalorian thing. The season finale will only be like two weeks away at that point. I suspect we might see some other bits and pieces, but it's, yeah, Star Wars is going to start revving up for Celebration pretty soon. Now, having just seen the prices of what they're doing for the photo opportunities, it's like you might need a mortgage to to get it's like 250 odd bucks i think it is to go see anakin's uh aiden christian i'm like oh yeah yeah okay it's like nope <laughs> well, he, i'll take I, it i'll just is it, i don't like i know what i did last time i'm just like, it's like if i see them that's enough for me it's like it's like see them through the through a crack and i like, got a picture because <laughs> they hide them away so you can't do it <laughs> of, oh of course and but I'm always curious how much of that goes to the actors and how much of it is like uh, like taken by the venue and things like that, especially I know, when it's a venue like this. I know there's been a lot of actors and stuff. It recently happened, I think, with the Stranger Things, or the Eddie from Stranger Things, where they sign, they sew too many and they literally like working them like a dog, just like to get through them all and stuff. And it was like going, well, who's, who's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of tricky. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm it, not, I've never done it. I'm, I mean, it's, I might treat myself to one. But it might have to be someone like really good. Um, but I've I've never ever done one of those things. <laughs> yeah. It it always strikes me as one of those like uh, you know, the business mentality if the short term profit is more important than the long term, because I'd have yeah. to assume that um that actor, yeah, and I've heard of other actors having the same thing where it's oversold and yeah, you know, they're they're there until like one o'clock in the morning greeting everybody who bought a ticket. You'd have to assume they're never coming back to that convention because I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I uh, think I've been I've been reading like um, maybe Mark Hamill had that problem. I would not because I, remember, I remember seeing Mark Hamill at the last London Star Wars celebration because he did a presentation. Mm -hmm. um, loved it, but yeah, I, I I still can't quite get my head around some of the costs. But nevertheless, um, also this past week it's been revealed that um, the King of the Hill is getting a reboot. It's going to be coming to Hulu in the US. It'll obviously be a star international everywhere else on Disney Plus. Um, some of the actors, most of them, will come about. Um, it's kind of been this weird one of like I've sort of said it's a reboot, and people go, "That's a revival." It's like the press release says a reboot, mm -hmm. and then uh, but it's like it's going to be set today. Did you ever watch King of the Hill? I watched it a bit back in the day. It wasn't, it didn't grab me like the way The Simpsons or Futurama did, so I didn't watch it too much. But obviously, I was, I, I saw it here yeah. and there. Um, even without the emotional attachment to it or the nostalgia factor, I'm kind of like, why, why reboot? Just do it as a continuation. Have them do whatever but it we'll have yeah. to wait and see what the actual plot is is it going to be just we picked the characters up and as they were and dropped yeah. them here and then you know update as necessary or is it you know they've they've yeah. aged 20 years or something like i think that. i think it's i think they're gonna it's just like rebooting it in modern times and it's just all i can imagine it's just going to be is just hank just reacting to everything in modern life and just not getting it and that's basically you know and then kind of with Bobby and stuff and just trying to get up, get him on track to the 21st century. That's kind of where I'm feeling like this might go. Cause that kind of feels like the, the obvious place to go to. Yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see what they're planning to do with it. Cause on the one hand you could definitely see, you know, um, Hank, you know, yeah. going like down some really crazy paths uh, like other, hmm. 
other people have, but it doesn't fit with his story arc either. Yeah. So I don't know how he fits into a modern storytelling. Yeah. That said, the fact that they got the cast back and that they're not um, recasting these does actually give me a little yeah. bit of hope that there's, I think, there's I authenticity think the, to I, it. I think the actress that played Peggy might have died. I don't know if the thought head, but um, there might be some issues that they might have had to done like that. Um, speaking of revivals, they're also bringing back Hitmonkey for a second season. Um, yep. This one came out of nowhere because I mean, let's be, it's been over a year since it released. It was like the last Marvel television show. We thought this was a long gone, and yeah, it's 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 um it's coming back. Um, 20th Television are doing the animation for it. It's kind of lost the Marvel branding on the, and everyone was like, it's, they're taking away the Marvel, and then Marvel put up a story and a social media post. Like, well, they're not disconnecting it that much because <laughs> they're just taking the Marvel logo off the of it. Um, I didn't bother with. I think I watched one episode and that was about it. It was kind of one of those things of they delayed it coming out here in the UK, and by the time it came out, it's pretty much been the cancelled. So I was, I was like, it's a bit like Kindred have been cancelled. Mm -hmm. So that if when that eventually turns up, I'm not going to bother with it. But yeah, so the fact that um, Hit Monkey's coming back is was a real surprise. It was. I I thought it was going to be one and done, but I did enjoy season one. It's a good action series. There's nothing too like too uh, deep about it. It's just mm. a monkey, some guns, hitmen, and uh, set piece fight moments. And it, it was fun for what it was. And as long as they do that for season two, it'll be good. And out of out of those uh, few Marvel shows that kind of came out of the tail end, it was my favorite of them. Like Modok just was odd it was it was a dumpster fire to be honest but i, I didn't mind modok it's like a, i think like i think i watched two episodes and I'm like oh this is fun and then i kind of really just kind of, oh i'm really bored of this now mm -hmm. um hellstrom i never finished um, right neither did i i don't think i even finished the runaways um i don't think i even finished that one and um, there's that kind of feeling of just like these are just dead it's a bit like the dc well there we go <laughs> i know uh I'm actually watching what's going on with James Gunn in the DC yeah. universe pretty closely, not because I'm like super interested in them. I, I, yeah, but you know, maybe he can, maybe he can bring that uh, back to things. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of chatter this week, and it's kind of interesting. They are doing a few series, which it's always that kind of thing. If I think like a good strong DC really will make Marvel better. And that's mm -hmm. the way I always look at it. Um, a good, you know, good Marvel. That, that's what we want. We want some strong competition. If they're bringing their A game, that will push Marvel to be better. Um, and I love Batman and Superman. It's some of the, it's like reboot or don't reboot. Don't do this see, all over this, the place. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just give I us would, a clear message. Is it, yeah. is it, are you starting from zero or is this, yeah. uh, it sounds like the Flash might uh, introduce, um, kind of a, the flashpoint scenario where they it's a soft reboot where uh we'll keep the things we like and keep the, and get rid of things we won't but we'll have to wait and see i don't know if i'm going to see it in theater i've been burned too many times by the movies and I've, i i still consider flash to be part of old dcu regardless um, of what reboot reboot or not this is a pre-james gone thing yeah i won't I, i'll wait till it's on sky cinema or yeah something like that I'm, I, I haven't seen black adam yet and i want to see that I, I've heard so many conflicting things. Like some people I've, I've talked to have absolutely loved it, and other people I've talked to have like, don't ever ever put this onto your. System. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah. I've never seen the, it. So the second it's on Sky Cinema, I will be watching it. Um, mm. That's that's the way I look at it. Okay, so before we jump into what we've been watching and stuff, let's have a quick um, big thank you to our Patreon and YouTube channel members. Big thank you to your support. Thank you to Jonathan, DJ Frost, Top Ben. We've got Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Ricky. My VCR still works. Bina, Joshua, Martin. Um, we also big hello and thank you to Babak. We've got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, uh, the Juice, and Andrew. Also, huge thank you for you. I'm big support to Sarah. Thank you so much for your um, support um, over the last couple of years. Thank you so much for that. And. Yeah, um, you can become a member from as little as $2 a month. That means you can take part in the weekly Q&A. Um, also, if you've got questions during the week, make just pop them into the comments of the daily videos. Um, yours will more, I'm more likely going to pick yours up, but I'm going to be picking, picking up a few different comments on each of the daily videos and adding that to the end of each one. So that's kind of the plan moving forward. Um, it's kind of one of those weird things. If, like the YouTube's kind of gone, you've either got to go short or long. And so I've kind of had to been doing a lot of experimenting over the last few months. So now we, I think we've I've got enough data now to kind of work out what's working. <laughs> you got to keep changing. You got to keep changing. Right. Okay. So what have we been watching on Disney Plus recently? 
um, stop watching. For for Disney Plus, it's basically been the Bad Batch. Um, you know, that's the only current series really coming out, other than uh, you know a couple documentaries and things like that. It, no, we're we're definitely in a lull between um, things and. Well, the fact that I consider Bad Batch to be a lull is actually probably a good sign for the health of Disney Plus because a lull used to be uh, we have literally nothing to watch uh, and and Bad Batch is here. Having said that, I know um, season two has been much more engaging than season one has for me. I've last liked the last several episodes of it. Um, it it's still not up there. It's still not at Clone Wars or Rebels quality, but both of those also started slow and eventually built up to it. And at least from my perspective, it is it is on the rise. It's doing much better. It's focusing on the actual Bad Batch rather than Cameo of the Week, which was season one. Um, yeah, I think it's doing much better than it was before. And, I, and I'm, I'm starting to look forward to the episodes more than I was previously. Yeah, see, I kind of feel like the exact opposite because I've... I've, I've... I watched a few when when we got to them, but I've been kind of watching weekly and stuff. And like this past week's episode, I was just like, I actually can't even remember what it was. That's how much impact it's had. I just this show just is just not clicking with me um, as a, a as anything exciting to watch. It just I it's kind of hard because it's not like it, it's not like there's anything wrong with it. I just it's just just not like grabbing me at all. And I. Um, and to keep trying, keep watching it every week, and it's just not like I don't know. It's just really strange. It's just like it's some I don't know. It's a really odd show. Actually, the most recent episode did kind of bother me a bit, which is uh, it was the the Jedi Wookiee. Um, oh yeah, that one. one the the uh, where the little kid who was clearly yeah. a Padawan and and so on, and just, and it's not that particular character's fault, but I'm just kind of like oh another Jedi who survived the purge and another one that's wandering out there because uh they they just keep they they keep see, they keep adding them on not that i wanted them to kill a little baby wookie there or a you know teenager wookie but it's like uh, more more and more jedi uh they, luke was supposed to be the last one and now there's a lot more uh but that's a minor issue that that particular story mm-hmm. it, it was decent enough it's got a lot of action in it and yeah. it, it's pretty predictable I, uh, I think I was the, just saying that next week is going to be a double episode, so that might mm-hmm. might shift up a bit because sometimes that gives them a little bit more room to grow. Right. I, I think the main thing with Bad Batch, and this has been a problem since the beginning, is I just don't click with the characters. There is no Captain Rex character. There is no Anakin or 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 any none of them. I'm I'm particularly like yes, this is this is the character that I'm here to watch every week, and or ideally several of them. The one character I liked was Crosshair, and he turned traitor, and he barely shows up at all, though he has had one episode so far this season. But I, I'm just not connected with them the way I connected with characters in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, it's a bit of, I, I'm not 100% on that. So I want to talk now about National Treasure Edge of History. Have you? Did you carry on, and have you completely stopped on this one? I I stopped after like episode yeah, two. Or don't like don't that. don't bother. Um, so this week was the penultimate episode, big big kind of like ending. And I saw a load of people like going, oh, I didn't see this coming. And I'm like going, I saw this coming in like in episode one or two. You could tell, um, you know, and it was just like, this show is just so disappointing. It's so, I think because I love that National Treasure of those first two films. are just like, this is not National Treasure. This is the CW goes treasure hunting. And it's like, it's too much. It's like, I don't like, it's the, uh, it's just, just it's getting worse i'm just like this is just like no this is just how you take a franchise and just do the cheapest lamest version of it possible i know some people are enjoying so in some way it is it is it's not well it's not terrible my wife did say i don't want to watch it anymore so that's that's another one down on there it's it's not like in turner and hooch kind of level of this is just dire and I could see them putting this on like ABC. So it's but it's like, don't you shouldn't have used the National Treasure branding on this. This should have been on its own. Um, and it's in some ways it just weakens down that branding. If this is what can happen when you take a, a good brand and you do a cheap version of it. And yeah, I it's I'm gonna watch the finale next week, but it's it's definitely not um 
yeah, it's just it just feels a little bit like I don't know. It's just it just hasn't it hasn't got that feel of it. I still don't like the characters. <laughs> still, yeah, it's still like that kind of thing. Like you know, if one or two of them end up turning on on her, it's like, well, you could have seen that. You know, most of the stuff you can see coming a mile off. I mean, the whole thing with the the FBI stuff, you knew that one of them was being you know, was working for Billy. You could see it in the first episode with them trying to get rid of the woman FBI agent. You know, you could just see it coming. They were setting this all up. It wasn't a big shock. And, it, and then, like, getting them out of prison and stuff. It was just... I know they were trying to go for this big, epic heist thing that they did in the movie, but it's like, it did not hit. Um, and this, you know, it's, it's just disappointing. Because I was really looking forward to the show. I, I, I went in, like, full, like, it's going to be... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, even the preview we saw at D23 looked decent. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of like, you know, I, I'm not as big a fan of the movies as as you were. I enjoyed them, but they, yeah. you know, they were like, oh, I enjoyed them. And then I moved on. Um, but even with that, I was looking forward to this series. I thought it was going to be fun. Like you said, like a heist, maybe something uncharted or Tomb Raidery with a little bit of American history thrown in there because, you know, th that's what the series does or the, the franchise does. And then it's just like, what is going on with this series? And that the the chase, I think it was in the first episode where like she's just on a bus and the the car apparently can't pull the bus over or something. And it's like she has no agency in anything. And it's like this is ridiculous. It's, it's the fact that like and there's one in these last couple of episodes, she they literally went to Mexico, found somebody, and busted them out of prison. And it was like, oh, we'll bust them out of prison. And, and they like did it that afternoon. And it was just like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, 20-somethings from, you know, from America. We, we can work out how to get in and out of a, um, a prison and get somebody out. And it was just like, come on. I mean, give, you know, at least you could have done a little bit of planning or something. It was just like popping into the shop and like nicking a cream egg kind of thing. Just, just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, yeah. you, at this point, you are going to have to plan a major heist if you want to get eggs at yeah. the store. So it's maybe, just, yeah, it just it just seems I don't know. This series has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, so there's that one. Um, also, I completely forgot to mention um, the mysterious Benedict Society has been cancelled after two seasons. What did you think of that news? I obviously I'm disappointed. Um, I was looking forward towards the the hook they had at the end of season two for continuing stories. Obviously, we can just read the books instead. I'm assuming that that that's yeah. in the books as well. But honestly, not surprised at all. So uh, we were kind of expecting this. The, it did not season two did not get much promotion. Nobody was talking about it. I think most people don't even know it exists. Uh, so. I would love to have seen season three. I, I did enjoy season two overall, though it did see, feel weaker than season one. But can't say I'm surprised. I wasn't surprised. This was definitely one of like, I felt the second season didn't have that same bite that the first season had. I am thinking now that what the networks need to do, and not just Disney, but Netflix especially should do this, is you film a finale of a season with an ending. With an ending, where it ends. No, no cliffhangers, no setting it up. And, and you maybe film two endings, the cliffhanger one and the non-cliffhanger one. And if you decide before it airs that you've cancelled it, you air the one with, for the ending. And if it's got a if it's got a, a cliffhanger, you you only do that if you know it's coming back. I think, you know, like with Willow and all the rest of it, it's like you they need to start planning for this instead of just can't it's like if you're gonna do the cliffhanger. You need to be able to, or at least have the episode ready to wrap it up. Um, I, I, yeah, so it's like with the, that with the mysterious one. If they hadn't have mentioned the sister, they could have just ended it. And I just right. feel like, you know, they, if they're doing, if they're getting into these short seasons, because that's what, you know, I have a commit to going, right, we're going to do three seasons of this. I mean, in essence, three seasons of these shows are only one traditional season. Of what they would have been under the normal US system. But if you're only doing six to eight episodes, commit to a free episode art. And if you're going to do it, commit to it and do it. Uh, if you want to cancel it or cut the budget, you know, they, uh, it's that kind of weird thing. You're like, uh, just, it's that odd thing, I think. And Netflix is getting a lot, a lot of problems from, well, from kind of, because there's no pilot season. So everything's just getting screenlit. And 
you know, because this past week, um, FX also cancelled um, Kindred. I hasn't even landed here in the UK. I think it might even end up. Like, I don't even know if it'll arrive anymore. And it's like now, if, like, if it does run, I won't ever watch it because it's like cancelled before it's, you know, it's dead on arrival, basically. Yeah. The one key difference, though, that I would point out is that when we're talking about the cancellations with Disney Plus so far, it's been stuff that you can point at and definitely go, it's underperforming. It makes sense that they're going to cancel it, right? Yeah. It, it's not getting the viewership. It's not getting the buzz. What Netflix gets a lot of flack for is you have these insanely popular series, uh, like what was it The Dark or something like that? One one of the those recent yeah. uh, ones, that, and they so, announced it's not getting renewed. But it was generating buzz. It was generating views, and then and people are getting invested in the show. And then I oh, know it's not coming back. Sorry. And they've been doing this consistently with show after show after show where people are actually getting invested in it. They're talking about it. And then and then it's gone. This would be more like if, uh, you know, they end with a cliffhanger on Bad Batch season two and then like, oh, you know what? We know you really enjoyed it, but gone or, yeah. or something along those lines. So far, Disney Plus has only canceled stuff that's underperforming. Mm. It's when they start going, well, you know, millions of people love this show, but yeah, we're just not feeling it. Bye. That's it's, when the, yeah. the flack really starts coming in. Yeah, I think and net, Netflix seems to have kind of got into this thing of getting a very bad reputation of people going, I'm not willing to try a new show because you're going to cancel it. And mm-hmm. that is, um, obviously this past week, Extraordinary Season 2 production started um, here in the UK. And I saw quite a lot of people saying, oh, it's coming back. I'll watch it then. Because they're almost like Netflix is like training every... to not give... These new shows ago, because oh, you're just going to cancel it, or something like and like people, oh, you, we're getting it. I mean, I think even um, Disney even tweeted out on the UK one, kind of making fun of the fact of it's okay, you can watch season one because we've got season two coming. And so they're even playing on the fact of like, you know, this whole kind of cancellation and like these shows are coming back. It's a very odd way of doing it, um, but yeah, it's very interesting to see how all this comes in. It's part uh, of it, it's part of the danger of relying on algorithms too much, which sounds weird because a lot part of my job is algorithm based and and things like that but netflix had the algorithm people watch algorithm (laughs) i know it's the worst (laughs) but they had the algorithm where people would watch where we're creating a new show brought in more people than continuing an old show right and mathematically up to a point that's true until people realize that's what you're doing and don't uh and aren't willing to take the jump on new series because I'm going to get attached to it and then they're going to yank it out for me. So it worked for a while and now it's not. And people are aware of it, but they haven't changed their practice yet. And other companies need to make sure they don't adopt this practice because we as consumers are much more jaded about this than we used to be. And we are paying attention to whether or not shows are continuing. Like you're talking about Kindred. Why should you bother to watch it if you know it's it's not continuing yeah. at all? And it's not a one and done story. Yeah, I mean, like reboot that got cancelled this past mm-hmm. week as well, um, which I thought was a re- I thought that was a, a solid um, comedy. And it wasn't amazing, but it was fine for what it was. Um, it's being dropped. Apparently, they're trying to find another network. I can't see how another network is going to want to buy a cancelled show. Hardly any of them are doing this. One or two of them have done it in the past, but it's basically you know these are like secondhand underwear at this point of like, do you want to buy it? No, it's, it's a bit smelly. Um, I'd rather buy this nice new shiny pair. Um, <laughs> well, the, the irony of that is that is what Netflix did used to do back when it was beginning. Give like, us the oh, pants. Not, not the pants so much, but you know, um, and Amazon Prime did it as well, yeah. where they, they'd be like, ooh, this is a semi-popular show that uh, sci-fi channel or whatever isn't yeah. willing to, to create anymore. But it's already got a built-in base. We'll go ahead and grab it for a couple seasons and, and yeah. build up people's interest. I know The Expanse is obviously a, a, a one of the bigger ones that Amazon picked up. Yeah. Uh, but they don't Lord do that the anymore either. <laughs> what was that? Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> it hurts my soul. I'm not even like a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but man, Rings of Power was... I don't know what Rings I, of Power I was, never honestly. finished it. I never got past episode two. I never went back. Um that's how dull it was, and I've and I've sat through the extended version of all six films. Well, the the original three extended versions are great. 
I, I wouldn't sit through the Hobbit extended versions, but the original three. I, I've uh, watched the Hobbit trilogy over that series, and I did. I've watched the Hobbit films a couple of times. The, yeah, it's it's just an odd one. I think we're at this weird thing now, and you know, there's gonna there's a potential writer's strike coming up um, that might put a bump in the road on all these shows, and there's a lot of talk that we might see much more cancellations coming up ahead of that because they're going to cost too much and. We're in that kind of. It feels like we're in cancellation season right now, with them all trying to cut budgets. We've been seeing pretty much all the Disney Channel and National Geographic content is now being shared. It's kind of weird with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is kind of like this weird, like it's Disney Channel and the Disney Plus original at the same time. But it doesn't really kind of. Well, it's weird from our perspective because obviously we're Disney Plus focused yeah. and we don't really handle stuff on Disney Channel. But I think it does make sense for them because they've seen. A lot of the the Marvel shows may be underperforming towards expectations. Uh, you know, that thing came out this past week where the boys over on Amazon yeah. outperformed all of the Marvel shows. Um, so they might be looking at it as we can have the expanded audience and uh, more people will be aware of it if it's on both Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Yeah. I, I've got I have got zero I think it makes perfect sense to put shows on both at the same time. I totally do. Um like recently I've noticed. Um, Disney's Magic of Animal Kingdom is on National Geographic, not on the channel yet. Supernatural is now showing up on on National Geographic over here. I think it's just a term of like calling it an original on Disney Plus and it being on linear at the same time is like we yeah it's, it's not really technically you know it's it's not it's but I'm 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 happy with them release and I think we're going to see more of this but yeah on that note guys. Thank you very much for watching. Big thank you to everyone for um, joining in. Again, check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. And on that note, guys, see you soon. Laters. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.